Jason, are you there? Yes, I am. Where is the music? Are I don't talk? know. Well, I think we're skipped the music today, I suppose. We unless it's are, um... All right. Well, welcome to Scanning the Frequencies if the music is not going to come on and interrupt us. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Scanning the Frequencies. I have my my guest up, my co-host, Jason here. Um, now, uh, Seven, Stevie, Stefan Miller had to take a um, – um, Love, whatever his name is. All right, but anyway, had to take a hiatus to work on some other projects, okay? And I am very happy to announce Jason here as the co-host for Scanning the Frequencies. Jason, hello. Hello. Jason, a.k.a. Lazy Ghost Hunter on TikTok. Uh, yeah, yeah, tell us a little bit. Thank you Give so much for inviting me on. Oh, I'm glad to have you with us. All right, and uh, us, I'm alone, but anyway, <laughs> I'm glad to have you here with the spirits in us, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All of us. And um, just um, give a little shout-out to everybody. We'll give a little shout-out to, um, you know, you want to shout-out anybody at the beginning of the show? Uh, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my former group, Par- Paranormal Truth Seekers of uh, PNW, uh, you know, we got a strong group there on Facebook, still part of the group. I'm just not in the uh, the main group uh, membership because I had to step back to work on my own projects as well. Uh, but, yeah, so big shout-out to them because it's a great source of uh, information and discussion. So Yeah, but I'd like to shout-out to Seven Breedlove, okay, or Stefan, as I call him. Um, I'd like to give a shout-out to him and hope his projects, you know, are going well. I think they are. He's going to be working on quite a few of them. And to my Donnie, okay, and Ricky, and Ricky, got to give right. a shout out to Ricky. All right, so that's it. Now, what's on our schedule today to talk about? I know we're going to talk about ghost hunting, and we're going to use the don't in those hunts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nice. I'm going to let you start on this one. All right. So uh, yeah, I wanted to really talk to everybody about you know finding that paranormal hunt. All right, we see on TV these ghost teams that get together, paranormal investigators, and they're just fed all these amazing places to go and investigate. You know, uh, we, the common folk, if you will, that don't have a production team uh, that's willing to pay uh, these sites, uh, don't have it so easy when finding a ghost hunt location. Have you had this about you, Lisa? Like yep. finding your own hunt? Well, when I was – see, I grew up in a historic town in Fort Amboy, New Jersey. So since a little kid, we were going to, like, St. Peter's Cemetery down to, with the big old church from, like, the Rev War. And we'd, like, hang out in the cemetery at night and just sit there and wait for things to happen or and things like that. So it was a little bit different back then than it is now, I would think. You know, I didn't have so much of a problem because I was, like, raised very openly in the paranormal. So I was always going to – and I lived in a haunted house too, but but you know what I mean. It was different. But when you go out nowadays, I mean, you got to watch out. You know, Jason. You know what I mean, right? You go to a place, you might get the police might come. You know, there's a a whole um, you know different vibe these days, right? That is correct. So, you know, when you're getting into the paranormal, the first thing you always want to do, and the first thing people do, is they get on the old internet, and what what do they search, right? Right. in whatever state I live in. Right. And they still get a bunch of these just junky, you know, written uh, little small articles that are full of pop-up ads telling them right. five or ten places 
that, you know, they should be going in their state. Uh, what I want people to understand is while those sites are famous for reasons, um, as a beginning investigator or an investigative team that is struggling to find haunts, we really need to have you all start thinking outside of that, um, you know, box. We need sure. to start some of those historical sites. Now, I know, Lisa, you being a historical person, you can yes. tell me what different historical sites people should be looking at and looking for for these haunted locations. Well, I would go to local, wherever they are, and, and look for the historic locations, whether it's mansions or, you know, like I'm, I'm in PA, and I'm from Jersey, but I'm, in, I'm, I'm outside Philadelphia. And um, we have historic Fort Mifflin where, I'm going to be truthful, you could spend 10 bucks to go see the fort all day and get as much activity as you can during a night investigation. Do you see what I'm saying? So Absolutely. So at night, take that $10, go in there, and spend the day from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the fort, things like that. So Fort Mifflin, I would say, is a great place to do it. Um, there's other locations that have, you know, a lot of times they have, daytime events, I mean, you know, or even contacting. Here's the best thing. Here's what I did. I contacted the Historical or the Preservation Society to get into the places. Do you understand what I mean? Best thing to do when it comes to historic preservation, I mean, <clears throat> investigation and preservation. Well, I do preservation. So investigation would be to contact the historical location in your house, in your town, like whatever, whatever place is close and you know that it has a reputation for it and if it's open to the public or if it's owned by a person or find the owner or find the historical society that owns it, contact them and ask them if they, you could go in. That's your best option there. You know that? I mean, there's a lot of little legalities like you need to sign waivers and stuff like that, but I'm sure that the places will be able to whip them up. But it's a very simple thing. I mean, there's a lot of locations that are not on the map. You know what I mean? For being a yeah. woman, like, you could walk around here. Like, I live right by Valley Forge, all right? You know the reputation for Valley Forge, right? I mean, Absolutely. it's Valley Forge. All right, you could just walk around there and, and just experience, start to to really get your group on. And really, that doesn't cost a penny. You see what I mean? It doesn't yep. cost anything to walk up and down the mountains and see what – and I've done it myself many times. Or go to a cemetery, even during the day. You don't have to do it at night and get yourself in trouble. You know what I mean? But even during – Ghosts or spirits do not just come out at night. You agree, right? Yeah, so I wanted to bring that up. Um, a lot of people think ghost hunting needs to be strictly at night. Um, that's, that's not true. Um, daytime, nighttime, I think there is potential for activity. Now, if you ask me, I think the nighttime um, has that effect on our human mind to yep. <laughs> allow senses to reach out and experience things or things that we in the daytime possibly overlook. You know what I mean? It, yeah, well, um, it's quieter, and it, 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 well, it gives the ambiance. It's quieter. It's dark. You know what I mean? There's less, you know, less movement. You know what I mean? So you're noticing more on your psyche, but you can do that during the day yeah. as long as you open yourself up to it. And you touched upon it, but I really want to stress that, you know, it should be a rule within your ghost hunting team to not trespass. Oh, never, because you're going to get yourself an ass. You're in trouble, okay? You could. Plain you and could. simple or hurt. Hurt. Yeah. You could walk into an abandoned building, okay? 
and sneak into an abandoned building thinking you're cool and you're going to ghost hunt and fall through the floor and wind up in the basement. You got to be you got to be careful, and also you get trespassing charges and wind up with a a, a police charge. You know. Absolutely, knows you'd be getting arrested if uh, you know police ever caught you. you there's a potential right. for that. You really need to stress. Do not trespass if you are looking for a ghost hunt um, nope. because there are several spots. I, I have a little list I'm going to read off. These are some okay. historical like, examples of where people can look in their town because each town has them. Uh, battlefield historic sites, right? Right. Cemeteries. That's yep. a big one. I see a lot of people, even on TikTok Live and stuff, uh, me included, Lazy Ghost Hunter. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Walking through cemeteries at times. Um, yep. So that's a that's a very common one. Uh, how about historical houses? Yes. Right? Main yes. street and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot yep. of these houses are still private residences. Yep. So, you know, we're going to discuss a little bit later uh, how we can try to uh, finagle our way into these uh, places legally. Uh, a couple more examples. Schools and churches. We have theaters oh, yeah. and museums. Crime scenes. Here's one I've I've started doing more of. I've started not looking for haunted locations or haunted sites. I started looking where have bodies been found. That's a my... very good idea. I mean, like, I mean, right. I don't mean to flip people out by saying it's a great idea to go find out where dead bodies are found. <laughs> right. But you know, but it's a great idea because a crime scene is a crime scene. Right. Right. We always have to understand that. You know, we have to give respect and we have to uh, know a proper, you know, a proper way to approach those things. Right. Um, like you want to hear from the you, – if you go to a crime scene, you're going to want to hear from the person or, if you know, if the, the, even if it's just the energy or the person or, or the spirit of what happened wants to communicate what happened, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for more of an answer or, or more so of a communication. Because I take the time and I actually look up more information about the the case of where the body was found. Was it ever identified? Was there any link to any other witnesses or uh, where exactly was the body found on the street? You know, it says a street. They don't want to give for reasons. Um, I know. But I think we can dig a little bit using online savvy investigative skills. Yep. as you can um, about this location, that right there could be potential enough for you to go check it out during the day, maybe do a spirit box. Oh, yeah. Break Mm -hmm. out a K2 meter, try to see if there's anything that sparks an interest. Even if it was just your phone and a recorder, you know what I mean? Anything that you could, you know, pick up uh, some kind of response from. You know, I, I, it intrigues me too with the with the sites with um, you know, that tragedies have happened or something because there's always something to be told. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. and, and you're right. It, it's pretty simple to find a, a location. Of, like, you could have a crime scene location. Technically, I could probably go to Philadelphia and walk in every corner. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> right. And that's true. But you don't also need to find the exact spot exactly where it is. It's been yep. narrowed down. But understand that. These spirits, if they're there, most likely, you know, have no limitation on the area around where they can go. Uh, potentially, they phase in and 
out of that yep. area, yep. going to other locations to hunt. So, you know, hey, definitely I'd say go in there with a respectful approach. Make sure you're not trespassing and yep. try to find out as much information as you can. And that's a great way to get alternative sites to go hunt. Well, you know something, when I went to, years ago, this is, oh, God, 2007, I think it oh, was. When I, went to, when I went to Valley <laughs> Forge, when I went to Valley Forge, I went over to Valley Forge, and I think it was a group of, like, I don't know, four or five of us, adults, okay? And we were walking. When I came home, you know, we did EVP sessions, you know, like while we were walking and everything, or we'd sit down and we'd do them. You know, when I got home from just a, a trip to Valley, there was a little child on the recorder saying, for Amelia. I'm not lying. Oh, wow. I have that I have that somewhere. So you can do exactly what you're saying. Go to a place, go to a location, whether it's a crime scene, a, a historic. You know, technically, when we think about it, especially, well, the East Coast a lot, you know, and the West Coast has a different vibe because they're more like the 1800s, you know what I mean, the 1800s, right? They right. have more of that Wild West vibe, right, out there? Right. But up here, it's more the rev war. You know what I mean? Like the whole, the whole vibe. So there's places everywhere where not only, like you said, where uh, crime scenes were, but where events took place. Whether it's war, skirmishes. You know what I mean? Shootouts. Things that a fingerprint in the energy field, right? Right. It is there. The energy is left behind. I'm convinced of that. The energy is left behind. I mean, there is definitely some kind of, um, you know, vibe. I, around here, there's so many places in, in PA. There's, it's just like a free-for-all because there's so many historic locations between here and Jersey that happened during the Rev War, the Civil War, and the War 1812. You know what I mean? So, it, But yet, when you think about it, even out there, when you're on, on the West Coast, I don't know where in Washington – you are, but I bet you there's a lot of places. You know, with the Native Americans, you've got a, you've got, you've got a lot of tragedy that happened. You know that, right? So Absolutely. you've got Absolutely. places like that. You know, I mean, we've got a ton of them here too. But you've got places like that basically all over the country. So the energy could be anywhere. Could be anywhere. Am I right? And, and what people have to understand is. <laughs> There doesn't need to be a famous haunted location, right? Like, look exactly. For look for those spots. So I, I did mention earlier that I'd talk about, like, how to um, approach these private residence haunts. Very uh, good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, well, are people just going to call you out of the blue? No. So the first thing I recommend is building a respectable online presence. Exactly. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this is an online presence, whether it be a uh, presence, whether it be a Facebook group, um, maybe your TikTok account, you go live often. Twitter. Twitter, making content. This is all networking networking opportunities in the paranormal community, Mm -hmm. right? And I preach a lot, hashtag paraunity. That is something I include in a lot of my posts. And, and everything else because I believe that a lot of the paranormal community is divided into oh gatekeeping gosh. little clicks. And I it am is. one right it now. Is. I'm I mean, not. I'm a- so done with that, with the whole clicky thing. It's uh, the, the ego is running rampant. We need unity and we need it now. 
right. we have a bunch of edge lords that are keeping a lot of people out that would be interested in doing paranormal investigations, and they're keeping them out because, well, they want to be top dog, right? And I, I don't agree with that, and I, I think that we need to come together. That's why if you see a, a hashtag parounity uh, out there, you know, hey, yes. repost that, repost that, you know. You are absolutely, you're absolutely correct. Look, I've been in, I've had, well, I, I formed my own group in 2007, pups, okay? Since then, I've seen my share of what I don't want to see. You understand, mm-hmm. like, what I do not want to see anymore in the field. It's time for people to open their hearts, open their minds, and give love to each other instead of trying to tear each other down. You all can't. All yeah. People are make money in the hobby and i think that right there um is if money or fame is your drive in the hobby right right there you're corrupted from the beginning and you're not going to have a great success i think that if whatever success you do get is eventually going to fall apart because karma is a real thing and because Uh you know it's definitely a better thing to build a community up than to be a lone wolf and top dog in your little pond. I think we need to definitely reach out to each other. I love when I see YouTube channels and investigators teaming up with each other. uh, Yeah. Meeting up and teaming up and doing investigations together. That's the stuff I love doing. Uh, But a lot of the other stuff we have in our society is divisional conversation. We have a lot of strong opinions in this field, and we also need to put some of those aside, I think, and understand people have different views, and none yes. of it, not even what you are most certain of, has been proven scientifically. So we need to go in this with an understanding that right now, everyone's right. Exactly. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I've, look, I've been in this field a really long time on uh, – you know, I've had my fair share of stalkers, trust me, and, and put-downers on, you know, I came out of it still me, put it that way, but, but with a more open mind to say that this is the, not the way it should go, okay? You can't put people down for their beliefs. You can listen to them. What about listening to them? Because none of this is a proven science to begin with. We're all learning every single day. Each time I do, because you know I run the box. You know my, you don't want to, you know, what they did to Frank, number one, still irks me till this day. What they did to my friend Frank Sumption and how everybody belittled him, you know, just to, you know, make him money off of what he did but in different areas and then put him down, okay? And then when he died, everybody became his freaking friend, okay? That really showed me a little bit of, um, you know, and I know who his good friends were, trust me, you know? Right. And it showed me a side of things that, that he never wanted, I never wanted. He said it himself. He said it himself. What we're in this for is to learn. What we're learning, we're learning. We're learning from the spirits. They have a lot to teach us, whether we realize it or not. Okay? We're trying to step into another realm, and they have a lot that they have to offer us that we are ignoring because all they're doing is fighting and belittling each other and putting each other down. And that low vibrational frequency that everyone's using and that hate-filled mentality, that is going to not bring you the answers that you're looking for. 
right? No, that's all that's going to bring you. You know what my common thing, and I've said since the beginning, since I've started my group, if you're looking for demons, you're going to find them. You see what I'm saying, right? Absolutely. If you're looking for them, you will find them. If you've got that negative energy going, that's what's going to come. That's a terrific point. And the same can be said, you know, when people bring a skeptic, and, and I'm a skeptic. I'm a healthy skeptic, right? So am I. But people bring that debunking skeptic type that it, you're never going to prove to <laughs> that the paranormal exists. Yep. And when you bring that type of person in, that energy follows them, and you won't see anything on us, most likely. So, and if you do, it'll be put down and made fun of. Be around the energies that you want to attract people. That's right. you got to know your tribe, in other words. Find your tribe. Find the people that are like-minded with you and do not give up on them. You know what I mean? Let, you got to find your tribe, in, in other words. Just find the people that you work with because well, if you start so. bringing in people – I mean, nobody knows. I mean, at this point in age with me, I can pretty much spot an asshole when I'm, <laughs> like, from a mile away. You understand well, what I mean, right? Well, for a coffee, at least, I'm an I asshole. But yeah. <laughs> well, wait, we're all – no, I'm an idiot for four o'clock. I'm dumb before coffee. <laughs> all right, we got a little off track, but let's get right. back. I want to talk about building that online presence and why you're wanting to build that online presence is because you want to become a trusted source. Okay. Now mm-hmm. this, is a, this is kind of a, you know, a thing that also can attract uh, people that are just wanting attention from something they're enjoying and getting enjoyment out of. They could be a viewer that likes watching and then, Oh, I want them to come and explore my place. And exactly. They reach out to you. So we have to, we have to be that trusted source, but we also need to have honest assessments ourselves on who we're talking to, um, the place that we're investigating potentially. Um, yes. And, again, we need to be safe. We oh, need boy, to yeah. know, mm-hmm. know who we're talking to, uh, make sure we have a, a good amount of information, uh, Ensure that you're not the only one talking to this individual. So when you and go also a, research like, where you're going, the property, the property right. line, the owners, what what even if you know these people are working like in the, like living in the place now, make sure you research who's lived there prior. You understand? Because that's got a lot to do with it. You know I use I mean. a website called DiedInHouse.com. Uh-huh. They are not sponsoring the show tonight. Uh, that would be great if they want to sponsor. But they're sure, not. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, reach out if you want to sponsor. Uh, this website is terrific, folks. It will give you some free, um, free information for the first few tries where you put an address in. You can find out whatever residence or address you're putting the information in. It'll tell you everything about that property you need to know, including if there's been a death on that property. Of Certainly. course, people can die off, but then still come back to that property. Of course that happens. This, however, does give you a lot of good information besides who died in that house. It gives you the acreage that the property sits on, the names of all the individuals that have been Fantastic. associated with that property, right? So it's, yep, it's that's a what you need. Wealth of information. Wealth of information. See, I'm a historical researcher. I, I definitely am good with research in history, research in properties, research in ancestry, especially like for 
haunted locations, and I've done it for Fort Mifflin. I've done it for Selma Mansion. And I can tell you, it is the best tool that you can have. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right, Jason, 100%. It's the best tool you can have is knowing but, who – because this is a place that, like, let's say you have a house. Let's say it was built even in 1950, right? That land was owned prior by someone else. You understand what I mean? Like, so you have a, a lot of digging right. to do when it comes into that because you could have a murder that took place in 1800 and you have no clue. So it's, it's pretty expensive. doing evidence after the fact, mm-hmm. certain names pop up, right? And you can oh, actually God, yeah. that against <laughs> any of the names that have been associated with that property. You may be surprised at what you come across. So great source of information. Like you said, um, that's something people are investigators out there. All you folks need to have in your back pocket is that website, uh, DidenHouse.com. And uh, also, Ancestry.com does good, too. And like, if, like, I know they're not going to sponsor us, but, like, if you want to go into the personal aspect of the people, you know what I mean, then hit that up besides mm-hmm. that. Because now it, it's very, very, very good to have. We're delving into a lot of information that we're getting from people. And I know a lot of us ghosties out there, we have our websites and group pages, and we're wanting to communicate and talk about the things we're doing. But we always need to understand that we have to protect the client's privacy oh yes and there must be waivers when you go into a human human listen to me when you go into a human home mm-hmm. okay when you go into people's houses you must i would believe you should sign a some kind of waiver that for privacy i mean i'm going to be honest with you you know what i mean to so keep each other you know if they want privacy you've got to respect that you know to make sure you keep it and you have to respect the owners if they don't want their names and, and information put out there publicly. You could always say it's a location and give the evidence without showing. You know, you see what I mean, right? Yep. Without letting them know who it was. You know, things like that. I think I think that um, when it comes to watching your, your back and your client's back, that's very important. So I mean, we did it for his where location. Where did people find examples of these waivers? What what's the prime example? Well, I would what I what we did for historic locations was number one, you've got to we sign a waiver for like if you get hurt at a location number one, okay, you want to make sure that you're not the location's not responsible for it. You're signing for that. But if you do for a personal, you want to make sure if the client does not want the name and location stated. You know, you can make up your own waivers, but if you don't want the name and public, if you don't want the evidence public, you I think you should probably talk to the client ahead of time about that. And if they don't mind the public, then then go for it. You know what I mean? It just, it'll still be the same, but at least it's signed and, it, and, it, and it's safer for everybody involved because you don't need a lawsuit down the road. Right. And the thing is also uh, anyone can make anything and, and exactly want to sign it. But please, mm-hmm. what I'd recommend is if you're in an investigative group, maybe there's a lawyer friend in one of the, uh, you know, one of the, back pockets of our uh, fellow hunters or right or a notary republic notary republic get it notarized get enough money together and have a lawyer wall up a custom uh waiver of protection that Uh way going to hold up in court more than just a you wrote it or you you can find getting, 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 getting a notary 
to um, if you if if it's that intense, so like if it's an if it's just an investigation, you know, it's one thing. But like if it's an intense, you want to have a, like at least have a notary republic sign it because that's both witness that's legal. You get what I mean. Yeah. So when you sign it, then you're you can go to a notary and just get it done. You know, get it get it done like that. Then yeah, a lawyer'd be good. If it's a big case, yeah. If it's a little case, probably just a notary. You know. Right. I think having a group um, standard waiver would be really beneficial also. So keep that in yeah. mind for, for your group. Yep. We had that for historic purposes at um, Fort Mifflin. They had waivers for the people that came in to investigate the sign, you know, right. and the same with Selma Mansion. I created the waivers for Selma. So, yeah, yeah, we had them. And then We're the talking about the things again, right, Fort Mifflin, stuff like that. Well, uh, Fort look, Mifflin. I'm Fort sure Mifflin rocks. Everybody needs to go vote for Fort Mifflin. <laughs> They're up right. there, the most haunted place in Pennsylvania. And they deserve it. What website uh, yeah. is that where people can go and vote? Oh, I, I, I'll post it on Scanning and Frequencies website. Uh, I'll send you the link, though. And I'll put okay. it on to the, I'll send it to your TikTok. I'll make a little thing. All right. Um, because I, I don't know what it is right this second, but they're doing it on, uh, from Philadelphia. They're doing it for the most haunted place in the area and it can take let me tell you something i would love for you ricky and everybody we need to have an event there of some sort okay because this place is the single most active place i have ever been to in all my years yeah there you go okay and you're going this is this is the revolutionary war fort that was constructed in 1771 Okay, then it took a siege from the Revolutionary War. It's the only reason why George Washington got to Valley Forge in the first place. It took a six-week and six-day siege from the British, and then the British took it over. All right, then they got it back, of course, it did. <laughs> All right, but then it was uh, redone, I believe, in 1786. Uh, 86 was re- redone. It was through the War 1812, through the became a civil war prison in uh during the civil war too which has an intense history this place yeah. is totally active and it's the only intact revolutionary war fort in america yeah absolutely it is uh, a phenomenal place and when i say that you can go there for ten dollars during the day and right. you can investigate all you want and especially on weekdays because there's not a lot of traffic they have weekend events usually on weekends but uh, but like mo- mostly during the summertime, you know, and but you can go there during the day and a weekday, and you're there for ten bucks, and you can come out with more evidence than you ever imagined. But what about those famous hunts that we saw when we first Googled the, uh, you know, haunted locations in my state? What about those? Are they easy oh. to get to? I don't know. I mean, I know that it's easier. I don't know, like the like Penhurst and stuff. They're only open like you know what I mean. Like you know Penhurst, right? Yep, you've heard of Penhurst, okay? I think they're 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 open during certain seasons and open to nightly investigations. So that's a little different than like going to the fort for the day. You know what I mean? It's a yeah, little bit different. List. They have websites devoted to these places. People yes. will buy properties and they hold on to them because they are historical, but also they are an attraction of so- sorts where people do pay money to go yes. and have those tours done throughout it. Now, for me personally, if I Team. Yeah, I don't want to go on a ghost tour with other people and have them included in my investigation. 
Yeah, that, that's more of a public a public investigation. Like we would limit that to 25 people at Fort Mifflin and about 20 people at Selma Mansion. But that was good because we broke it up and took the teams out. When, that's different though. That's just you know what I mean. It's different than going in on your own, right? right. It's different than going in on your own. It's a, it, when you want to go in, and you want to tour it. You got to contact the owner of the location. Like, let's say it's a church. Oh, well, I don't know if they're going to let you in, but <laughs> you want to try. Yeah, they might have stigmas attached to that. But, I mean, yeah. but let's say the church has a cemetery. Okay, let's say the church, like up here, just like a place called Laurel Hill Cemetery. It is very active. I got some of my best EVPs there during the day. I'm, tell, I'm, I'm telling people hunt with hunt with the lights on. Yep. Do during the day. Hunters do it best cemetery. in the dark, folks. But guess what? Sometimes it's good to turn on those lights. Yeah. Things. You don't need look. Look, I learned this from because you know I run the Frank's box. You know that Frank Sumption was my closest friend in the world, and yep. he passed away, and I miss him every single day. But I have his box, and I and I I communicate to. The spirits through the it, it's not like your standard ghost box. Trust me, it's completely different. It's completely different. It is made by him. There's a huge difference. And I could take that in the middle of the cemetery, just like you did that day when you were out there and I was watching you. All right, mm-hmm. in the cemetery. All right, you take that, you put that thing down, you turn that on, or you run your, you know, for me, I I'd put it on, and then I start asking who was there, and you know, like you did the same thing on your on your TikTok. All right, and then you, the responses you get, this is, doesn't matter what time of day. Ghosts don't sleep during the day or spirits don't sleep during the day. They hear you. Right. They don't have to sleep. You know, you that'd be point? a good question to ask during uh, our next spirit box session or, or anything uh, is, you know, what time of day is it? That's I've a- tried that. I've tried that. Listen yeah? To what, yeah. They don't. They have a different, like, I ask where they are a lot, and they say right here, but I can't see them. You understand, right. like, that type of thing? But they'll say some, some. well, I got the comedy club, so usually the whole time isn't there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I really have gotten that. But they seem to run on a, they, they, I can't explain it, but they say they're here. Where are you? Right here. Okay, well, where is that? Right here. What time is it? What time is it there? That's the kind of shit I get. But, but like, yeah, it's a good point. Next time you run it, you ask it, because I'll just get the comedy yeah. club and get the same response. So, hey, folks, if you're going for those famous ghost hunts, just know it's going to cost you some money most likely, and that's to help keep and preserve the places that you're going, which yes. is a great, a great way to keep these, these amazing sites accessible. However, they are waiting lists, expensive yes. at time. To go through so uh okay and so cemeteries. let's talk about honest assessments so you've only done a, a couple um household investigations right yeah i i'm 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 a, I'm, I'm into historic preservation and historic right. research so i research history and the paranormal and i coincide the both together because i've i've learned that i through the paranormal i've come up with more history and vice versa like I'll get a name, I'll find it in this. It's just like you said, it's a snowball effect. So I really enjoy that type of thing. But the reason why I don't do homes is, number one, I don't feel like I'm confident enough to tell people what they have in their – you understand what I'm saying? It's just my, my assessment. I'm, I'm a researcher. It would take me three years just to find out what the hell was in their house. You understand? Right. Like I'm just not 
that person. I am that much of a researcher to back my stories up. It took me three years to research one spirit. You understand? So yeah. that's me. I just don't feel comfortable. Like And, like, I don't have a psychology. Well, my daughter does. I could probably take her. But um, the psychology background, it's good to have somebody that has a psychological background, like a psychology background in, in, in your group, I think. Don't you think so? Or somebody that's more aware like think, that? You, you have to have people that are a little bit, you know, um, traveled in the world, I feel. People yes. that have uh, some wisdom uh, to go along with their investigative practice. So right. while like I don't I'm an think you need to be a psychologist, it's no, I'm an empath. Of- I could do it. I mean, I'm an empath. I can pick up people's empathy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely an empath. Okay, but I don't know if I want to do that. So when you do go private residences, folks, um, mm-hmm. making these honest assessments is kind of sometimes a challenge. You have these very sweet people at times that will reach out to you and tell you, you know, hey, I've had these cold spots. We've seen ores. We've seen this. Right. And they, they're very sweet people, but you need to have integrity for yourself and your group to have honest assessments through your investigative practices. I agree. Not, I did that with mine. Yes, only did that with mine. Yep, yep. You, you have to not, have that honesty. Mm-hmm. Do not be tempted to just go, yeah, maybe it is a ghost, you know? Nope. Go in there debunk stuff and, and look at it with an analytical mindset. Make yep. sure to see if you're able to explain it in a logical way. Uh, when you can't, that's when it's paranormal. Uh, yep. Also, this is Airbnbs, people yeah. that own properties will yep. get ghost teams to come in and try to tell a place is haunted just so they can charge more and advertise it as haunted to make more money for themselves. So you have to make sure that you're, yeah. you're not being fooled into um, giving a, a haunted labeling, if you will, Listen, or classification. Jason, perfect perfect example here at night before any of this i mean this is before the gold paranormal surge i would say in 1999 okay i knew that that a place up here in pennsylvania pineapple hill bed and breakfast had a, a, a you know like a reputation for being haunted but this is before the surge you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. before anything really was you know you know what i mean it wasn't really popular popular at that point so i reserved um so there's where it said that they actually, because I researched to find this out. So it took a lot of research to find the place. But, and I took the, this was like my first investigation, <laughs> like uh-huh. legitimately with a recorder. Oh my God, I even had a tape recorder back then. <laughs> All right, let's just I forget about I that. I still use the tape recorder. Sometimes. Yeah, I know. I have one too. All right, and, uh, and so it was back then, but I went in and I took a whole weekend up at this bed and breakfast. Let me tell you something. I just did EVPs and did things like that. The door opened and whatnot and closed. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then and when we got home, when we got back to, the, to Jersey, because that's where I was living and born and raised, um, when we got back there, I got crazy EVPs. Now, they're on cassette, okay? <laughs> My crew cassette. <laughs> okay, but I got crazy EVPs. And I got, and I don't know if I still have this because I lost all my items, you know, through what I went through. But um uh, but um, I had a picture when we were leaving of a little boy in the window. I will never forget that. So B&Bs now are a little different. They might want to advertise. But back then, you see what I'm saying? 
This was not how it was. I had to search a place in order to find it. And that's the thing, folks. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Don't go, oh, we reached a dead end. Uh, be active and think outside of the box. Keep communicating. Oh. Even when you're told no, keep writing letters to get other people to say yes. Don't go. Oh, yep. Go to sites, too. Go to sites. Anything historical that has that, that is historic uh, occurs. I don't mean, I don't, Washington, what does Washington have up by you? What does it have, oh, like, yeah. historically? I know. Oh. What places can you give a shout out? Puget Sound. We have Medicine Creek. Uh, okay. We have all sorts of areas. Which are known to have had things happen in the area that would be active as hell, right? Correct. But a lot of the and things free. I have to <laughs> dig on to to find, oh, oh, this is actually a haunted location. Okay. You know, like. Oh, this makes sense. Didn't know that it was considered a haunted location. I just knew it was a historical site, right? That's where you get the haunted location. I'm telling you, more historical sites or things that have happened, like you said, crime scenes, all that. That's where you find the most activity for some reason. You do. I don't know whether it's um, energy left behind. could be energy left behind, a time stamp, so to speak, or spirits left behind, or a ghost. I mean, I'm still up in the air on the whole ghost spirit thing anyway. You know what I mean? What are they? Because we can't see them. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. energy, but the whole place, everything, energy never dies. It only transforms, right? Into other forms of energy, correct. Right. So, therefore, when you go to a location like that, like if you just went for a hike, so to speak, right, where, where you're talking about, you could bring your recorder. You could sit down and see what you come up with. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. You know, as down that trail, there's always that little stretch that's kind of creepy, kind of eerie. What if you're picking up on a vortex? What oh, you probably are. On, <laughs> what if you're picking up on a portal, right? Oh, I know. Um, oh, yeah. So you don't know. Um, you could research way lines and, and everything else later, but walking, using your recorder, practicing with it at, in the least. You're at least doing that. You're practicing utilizing a investigative method type in the field, and it'll get you um, to be better at utilizing this equipment later during actual. Yes, and always remember to put the recorder down. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Place it down uh, on a solid foundation. Pocket, you don't yeah. want your finger to sound like fuck you. You know what I mean? Excuse <laughs> my language, but you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. <laughs> when you, don't you rub want it. That. No, you don't want that. You want to put it down, but still, you can get you can get total. You'll never know what you're going to get when you know what. Sometimes people, I don't know if you want to touch on this. People sometimes are like an antenna or yeah. a magnet. We'll touch upon that another episode. That yeah, that would be another good one because I that, want to talk that's, about people and their individual frequencies. Yep, that would be a good episode because a lot of people are definitely more prone to paranormal experiences than others, but that doesn't mean that everybody can't have one. Before I run off to go have my dinner, I'm going to leave everyone with this last piece of advice for finding haunts, and that is hashtag parayunity. Oh, yeah. Talk to other investigators. Have them share information with you, and you share with them, and you, you will create that network where you start 
getting information and locations to go to. So hashtag ParaUnity, everybody. That is my biggest uh, stressor I want to I wanna put out there tonight. And we have to know that people have to find their like-minded people, find your tribe, find the people that you can relate to spiritually, emotionally, people that bring your spirit up, not down. Don't That's attach right. yourself to people who bring your spirit down because you, when you do that, your whole vibration goes down with it. And you want to keep it Find up. your tribe, but don't be tribal. Right, 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 right. Oh, don't have an ego. Park the ego in the garage door and shut the door. Mm-hmm. Because egos are running. Well, it rained and now it's not raining. Egos are running. Um, oh, it's lightning, though. Oh, God. Um, egos run right way too rampant. Everybody needs to calm the fuck down and just take their time and just breathe. And no, nobody's above anybody in this field. Nobody. I know everybody loves wearing black in this field, but mm. guess what, folks? Sometimes you can put on a floral shirt like uh, <laughs> your pale lazy ghost hunter and just chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I mean? lady, they come in all. They come in all. <laughs> I don't, well, you know hey, what I, mean? I, I got think blue this is going to but I have to go because okay, I have well, an well, dinner time, unfortunately, with this work conference I'm at. All right, we're going to cut this, cut this episode 15 minutes short, okay? But, Jason, I will see you back in two weeks, okay? And maybe Absolutely. we'll cover that topic of how people are prone, more prone to paranormal activity than others and how their vibrational frequencies will expand out to, you understand, like to, to be able to experience more. And Why people see ghosts. We'll call yeah, it that. Like, yep, right? yeah. Why people, yeah, because certain people can get tapped on the shoulder by a spirit and other people can't. Right. right? Other people don't feel it or don't hear it or don't see it or don't sense it. But more people, you know what I mean? And and actually spirits are attracted more to certain people. I don't know whether, Frank used to say it was like an antenna. It was like an antenna that radiated. I believe believe that you can uh, get to that point if you're not there, though. And I'll share those secrets uh, next show. Exactly. All right. Wonderful show tonight, Jace. Okay. Love you. And I'm um, a shout out to everybody like um, Seven, Stefan, and Tony, and Ricky. Okay. We love you guys. All right. And um, Jason, you have a wonderful night. You have a wonderful night as well. Take care. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Now. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.